0: Open your Bibles with me, if you will, to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. We're going to be looking at the last four verses in Ephesians this morning, and we're going to take the opportunity that these verses provide to look back over the entire book, the entire letter of Ephesians. Now, if you'll remember, we started this book way back in the fall. We took a short break to work through Acts and Flourish, and we're finishing up Ephesians last Sunday and now this morning. And I want to read it to us. This morning, Ephesians 6, verses 21 through 24 say this So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I've sent him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers. And love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Now, we've studied this book, and I know it's, it's been a long time, but, but we need just a refresher real quick this morning to remember who wrote this and who received the letter. We know that the Apostle Paul wrote it, and he wrote it to the church in. Ephesus we've got it we're still locked in he wrote it to the church in Ephesus specifically to the Christians that were in the city of Ephesus and in the letter we see that he's sending Tychicus try to pronounce that tell somebody Tychicus yeah it's hard right she glad your mom didn't name you Tychicus can imagine a substitute teacher in my high school trying to call me anyway sorry anyway Tychicus is important He's a beloved brother. He's a faithful partner in the ministry with Paul. He's been there through through thick and thin with Paul. He knows what's going on, and he would be readily received by the church, the Christians, in Ephesus. And he's coming for a specific purpose. Look back in in chapter 6. He's coming to encourage the hearts of the church, to encourage the hearts of Christians. And that's a good thing for our hearts to be encouraged and for hearts to be strengthened. Could you use a little encouragement this morning? Yeah. I mean, just think about where we're at. I mean, everybody comes in here just a little bit different, and I understand that and I know that, but it's possible you came in here this morning just discouraged by recent news or recent events. You might have come in overwhelmed and stressed with all that, that seems to be piling up in life. Maybe you came in and you just need a little encouragement this morning, because if you were honest, you would say, I'm just lonely. And I just need someone to be there with me. I need someone to be there for me. Listen, we all need encouragement. And there are seasons of our life that we walk through where we might need it or feel like we need it a little bit more than others. But my prayer for us this morning is that our hearts would be encouraged as we read God's Word together. As Tychicus goes to the Christians, to the church in Ephesus, he encourages them in two main ways. He's giving them a report on Paul He's able to say, this is what's going on. This is how your beloved friend and brother in the ministry is. And he's also encouraging them with this. He's encouraging them by delivering the letter that we now refer to and call Ephesians. And we've gone through it. We know it. We've studied it. But I want to remind us that Paul is actually writing to them, reminding them of so many things that they already know to be true. He's been with them. He's taught them. He's spent years with the believers in the church in Ephesus, and he's told them that Christ changes who we are, right? That Christ changes who we are. And when we remember who we are, it changes how we are. It changes how we are. That is, it changes how we live. It changes the things that we do. It changes the words that we say. It changes the motivation in our hearts. And, guys, that's how Paul is hoping to encourage their hearts through this letter that we call Ephesians. You now, A lot of times people look at it and say that it's broken into two halves. The first half being chapters 1 through 3, pointing us to who we are in Christ. Because all of us, from time to time, need to be reminded. So for, for me and for my family, it, it's baseball season at the Morris House, and I'm sure it's baseball season in a lot of your homes as well. And, and for me, that means a lot of things. It means cleats on the floor with dirt by the front door. It means baseballs that I'm tripping over, going up and down the stairs, helmets, bats, gloves everywhere. It means dirty laundry on the floor. It means games all day Saturday that I lose my voice at, and I lose my voice at these games because I'm constantly yelling at the kids on the field to remember who they are. Here's Caleb. Right? Caleb's our five-year-old. He's my gator this season, which is a little bit challenging for me because we're an Aggie family, but we're getting through it. Right? Caleb, look at him. He's got the, this jersey on. Caleb's a baseball player. Right. And when Caleb gets on the field in the first inning, he knows it. He remembers who he is and it drives what he does. Right? He, he walks like it. He talks like it. He acts like it all throughout the first inning. <laughs> we play more than one. Right? And sometimes by the second inning, I'll look out there on the field and he's building sandcastles in the dirt. Right, <laughs> All the team, not just him, and they're playing tic tac toe with their cleats. I'm like, dude, pay attention. What's going on with you? They're running off the field asking for snacks, all of these kind of things. And we, we laugh at it, and it's funny. He needs to be reminded who he is. And, and we laugh, but, but listen, I'm just going to be honest. We're no different. We're no different. Listen, it's so easy to get caught up in the fast pace of life. It's so easy to be distracted, overwhelmed, confused by all the things that, that are going on that we forget who we are. And Paul writes to the believers in Ephesus to remember who we are. That's number one, remember who we are. And if we're Christians and we've placed our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we are children of God. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6 say this, In love... He, that's God, predestined us for adoption to himself as sons, as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us and the beloved. Ryan said it a second ago, church, that's no small statement right, believers saved by grace through faith, that's in Ephesians chapter 2, we have become children of God. I want you to think about what that means for a minute, children of God, made completely new, no longer trapped in sin, instead saved from our sin, And saved from the consequences of our sins. Saved from separation from God. And and as children, we've got the promises that come with being a child of God. The promises that come with that new life. Listen, Paul's writing to encourage hearts. Knowing that we're children of God should encourage our hearts this morning. And the promises of God that are found in his word should encourage our hearts. And there's so many in Ephesians. Just to name a few as we walk through Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. God promises to give us wisdom as his children. You ever faced a tough decision? Ever been in a situation where you weren't sure what to do with your family, with your home, with your marriage, your kids, your work, your finances? God promises to give wisdom, godly wisdom, to his children to navigate this life. We see in Ephesians that God promises that we are alive in Christ, and as he makes us alive in Christ, that we're connected to the Father, We're never alone. We're connected to our Heavenly Father. If you've ever felt alone, be encouraged this morning that, that you're not. If you're a child of God, God's Word promises that he is right there with us. And God's Word promises in Ephesians, it's Paul's encouraging hearts to give us strength and power to live in a world that, if we're just honest, sometimes tough to live in. The different things that we face that we walk through, God's word promises that as His children, we've got strength and we've got power, His power, His strength. So be encouraged this morning as children of God, with the promises of God. And as Paul closes out that first half of the letter at the end of Ephesians chapter three, he prays for the believers in the church in Ephesus. in Ephesians 3:17, he says this, as a part of his prayer, he prays that Christ would dwell in the hearts of the church, that Christ would dwell in the hearts of the children of God through faith, that Christ would dwell in us, that that he would change our hearts, that he would alter our hearts from the inside out to make us look more and more like him, that he would be with us in a way that constantly reminds us who we are as his children, saved by an incredible mercy and an incredible grace. And as you and I remember who we are, listen to this. We're gonna live because of who we are. As we remember who we are, we're going to live because of or motivated by who we are. God changing everything about us, God making us and calling us his children. It's not just a name change, it's not just a title change. It changes everything about our lives. The way that we are reflects now who we are as God's beloved children. Right? Remember Caleb, my gator? When he remembers who he is, he lives like who he is. When he remembers that he's a baseball player, what's he do? He catches. He throws. He hits. Here's a proud dad moment. Yesterday in his game, right, he, he hit the ball so far into the outfield that the coach of the other team had to go get it, all three at-bats, right? And he did that, right? It was awesome. And he did that because why? He remembered what he was doing, right? And he swung the bat hard because he was a baseball player. He's doing what he was supposed to do because of who he is. Listen, he didn't get on the baseball field yesterday and throw a football. Why not? That's not who he is, right, He didn't get on the baseball field yesterday and kick a soccer ball. Why not? That's not who he is. He didn't get on the baseball field yesterday and cry. Why not? Oh, come on. <laughs> There's no crying in baseball, right? And because that's not who he is. Listen, he got on the field and did what he was supposed to do because of who he is. And listen, it should be the same with us. It should be the same with us. When we remember who we are in Christ as children of God, we live as children of God. All that we do flows from our relationship with him. Paul writes to encourage their hearts. You're children of God. That's who God has made you to be. And then he goes on to encourage their hearts by showing them, by showing us how now we can live as children of God. And listen, it's so encouraging because he walks through every aspect of life as he walks through the the end of this letter to the church there. And he actually starts with how how we should live or act as children of God that make up the church. It's right there in Ephesians chapter 4, and then there's two main things that I'll hit on with this as we walk through it, but as children of God that make up the church, we should be striving towards unity around who we are as His children. Look around the room. This is our family, right? This is our church. If we're, we're sons of God, what does that make? us? So it makes us brothers and sisters, right? We're a church family, and God's Word shows us and tells us that we should be striving towards, in fact, it says eager to maintain unity in the body as children of God. That affects how we talk to one another. That affects the the things that we do for and with one another. And there's an active uh, indication here, right? Eager to maintain. So when when there's times, and there will be times, when we see people out out of fellowship or acting in a way that doesn't promote and sustain unity, that, that we're active peacemakers eager to maintain unity in the body. And as we have that unity in the body, he goes on in chapter 4 to remind us that as a church, as children of God, we should be passionate about doing the work of ministry. Doing the work of ministry, not just pastors or life group teachers or deacons, but, but all children of God passionate about doing the work of ministry. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, sharing the gospel with them encouraging people to to place their faith and trust in Christ so that they too can be called the children of God. That's what we should be doing as a church family. And it's all right here and written to encourage us, to spur us on to do what God's called us to do. And as Paul writes about the church, he goes on to encourage us not just as a church family but, but as individuals that make up the church family. And he looks at our private life and he writes about it in Ephesians 4. Verses 22 and 23, it'll be on the screen for you in just a second, and he reminds us to, to put off the old self and to put on the new, which has righteousness and holiness. So a child of God, as, as children of God, our lives are going to be marked with, with this righteousness and holiness that comes only from him. It's going to drive all that we do. It's going to drive the way that we talk to one another. It's going to drive the the things that we say, the things that we do. It's going to drive the way that we work. It's going to drive every aspect of our lives, the things that we look at, the things that we click on. Our lives, our hearts as children of God should be driven by the holiness and purity that comes with being a child of God and Paul continues to encourage us. He talks about our marriages. Right? It's all through Ephesians chapter 5 showing us how we should live as children of God in marriage. It's not about loving or it's about loving and it's about serving. It's not about expecting and demanding. Right? He writes that in marriage, he encourages us to be selfless, seeing how we can serve our spouse. He writes that our marriage should bring glory to God. It's the only thing that we find in Scripture that gives us this picture of Christ's relationship with the church. Right? We should value marriage, right? not just our marriage, but all marriage. We should value it. We should fight for it. Right? We should protect it. We should preserve it. And we should ensure that our marriages bring glory to God. It's who we are as, child of God, as children of God. It's who we are. Paul stays in the home as he works through this letter to encourage their hearts, saying, you're children of God, and this is how children of God live. And he talks about what it's like to be a kid and to be a parent. Right? Seriously, Paul hasn't left anything out. So if, if you're a, a child in here, if you're still in your parents' home or being supported by your parents as children of God, And as children of earthly parents, we're called to obey God and to obey our earthly parents, right? We're not supposed to worry about how other parents are doing it. We're not supposed to look around and make comparisons. We're called to obey the parents that God's given us because our parents have a job to do. Our parents have a job that's been given to them by God as children of God. And it's right here in the letter to Ephesians. It all flows from our relationship with Christ. Now, now what happens if we were to look at a specific area of our life and and, and not live it out connected to Christ, not live it out as a child of God? I think there's an image that are going to show up there. If we try to to be connected to something else, you see that, right? It, It just doesn't fit, And if you try to force it in, right, any aspect, not just being a parent or being a kid, if you try to force it in into your life when you're not connected and living it out as a child of God, it doesn't fit, and it causes problems in every area of our life. Listen, all that we are, all that we do should flow from our relationship with Christ, should flow from who we are as children of God. And Paul encourages us here with how to parent and how to live in the home David Platt said something about this several years ago when it talks about parenting as a child of God. This quote has stuck with me for a long time. I pray that it sticks with you as well. He says, Our goal in parenting is not ultimately for our kids to get a great education or to be great athletes or to find a great husband or get a great career. Our goal for our kids is for them to love a great God. And as children of God... As children of God, our goal for our kids is for them to love a great God. And and listen, this isn't just for parents. This is for grandparents. This is for aunts. This is for uncles. This is for anyone who knows anyone that's raising kids. We should all, as children of God, be a part of making sure that that is our focus, and that is the focus of homes and families as children of God. Listen, students, teenagers, kids... That's our our hope, and that's our prayer. As we read through this, as we see what it means for for us to be children of God, We, we know that we're called to raise children of God, and we want you to daily fall more in love with Jesus Christ. Parents, be encouraged this morning. Let God's Word, let this letter encourage your hearts that everything else, all the other pressures, and I know there's a lot, pale in comparison To seeing our kids fall more in love with Jesus. And I know there's a ton of other pressure that's out there. If you watched the news this week, you saw something interesting, right? You saw parents from California to New York arrested, charged with all kinds of things, from from bribing schools to allow their kids to get in, paying off test takers to take the test for their kids, paying people to change scores for their kids. Why'd they do that? because of all the pressure they feel to make sure their kids end up in a certain place. Be encouraged this morning. Be encouraged this morning. Let our focus be Jesus in the home. Be Jesus as we parent. Let's pray with our kids. Let's love on our kids. Let's teach them to read Scripture. Connect them to other believers. And above all, moms and dads and anyone that's connected to anyone that we're, we're raising or helping raise, let's make sure that we, that we are living as children of God because our kids are watching. And more often than not, our kids' relationship with Christ is going to look very similar to our relationship with Christ. As parents and kids, let's live as children of God because that's who we are. And Paul goes on, and he doesn't just stay in the home. Paul gets out of the home as well, and he talks about our work. And he reminds us that when we're discouraged, when we're frustrated at work, that that we're children of God, and that ultimately we're working for him to bring glory and honor to him. And then finally, you heard Pastor Avery last week. As this gets to the end of Ephesians, and Ephesians chapter 6, he told us when we live like who we are, when we live as children of God, we're able to stand strong in a broken world. Not in our strength, but in God's. Listen, as we walk through this world, we're going to face so many different things that are a result of the fall and that are a result of sin. We're going to face sin, and we're going to wrestle and struggle with sin. There's going to be addiction. There's going to be pain, heartbreak, seasons of loneliness and disappointment. We're going to face and walk through the death of people That are close to us and and every one of us is going to experience these things it's the reality of the world that we live in and i know that it's possible that that some are walking through some of these right now it's possible that some have been struggling with, with some of these things for quite some time this morning be encouraged be encouraged by this letter to the christians in ephesians that because of who we are as god's children God's given us the strength we need. He's given us the tools that we need to stand strong no matter what we face. It's all here. Right? Paul wrote to these Christians, to, to these believers who were facing the same kind of things that you and I face day in and day out. And I'm confident that as they got this letter, that it encouraged their hearts. And my hope and prayer is that as we read it this morning, that it would encourage our hearts as well. We see his letter summed up in the final two sentences of chapter 6 where Paul writes this. He writes, Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. We see God's love for his children, and we see our incredible opportunity to love him in return for all that he's done for us. Remember my gator, Caleb? After his game yesterday, at, at some point in the afternoon, he took off his jersey. I'm sure it's laying on the floor of his room somewhere, not smelling great, right? but, but he took it off. And when he, when he takes it off mentally, he's not a baseball player anymore. He, he's not thinking about that. He's not thinking about baseball, he's thinking about everything else. That He's got going on. I want to encourage us and remind us that when we leave here, we don't take a jersey off, right? No matter where we go, no matter what we do, we don't stop being children of God. He's with us wherever we go because we are His children. So be encouraged this morning and remember that. Be encouraged and remember that no matter where we go, what we do, we are His children. And As we remember that, let's make sure we live in every area of our lives because we are God's children. Let's let our lives reflect who we are. Would you pray with me? This morning, I just want to take a minute to to allow God's Word to rest in our hearts. And my hope and prayer is that it it would encourage each and every one of us. And I just want to ask you to respond in in one of, of a couple of ways as we think about God's Word This morning, And the first way is this. If you would say, you know what, we've been reading through God's Word and we've been talking about what it means to to live as a child of God. And if you would just say, you know what, I'm not sure if I've ever placed my faith and trust in Christ. I'm not sure if I am a child of God. If you would say that about yourself or wonder that about yourself, would you just look up at me? Just everybody else's heads are bowed, their eyes are closed. But if you're not sure that you're a child of God, I want to invite you to respond to God's word this morning and become a child of God, to be transformed, to be moved from death to life, and have all the promises that come with being a child of God. At the end of the service, we're, we're going to worship today. And, and at the back of the auditorium, at, to, to my right, and to your left, we've got a prayer room called our friendship room. And there will be people in there this morning that would love to open up their Bibles and to show you how to become a child of God, how to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. All you've got to do is walk back there and say, you know what, I'm ready to become a child of God. They'll open up God's Word and they'll show you exactly how to do that. And this morning... For those of us who are children of God, who have placed our faith and trust in Christ, been saved by grace through faith, I want to encourage us and remind us that we're called to live in light of who we are. That we're called to live in a way that brings glory and honor to Him as His children. So this morning, if there are areas of our life that aren't flowing from our relationship with Christ, that aren't motivated by the fact that we're children of God, use this time now. Go before the Lord and confess that. Let this be a time of repentance where you say, God, work on my heart, work on my life, and allow all that I am, all that I do, all that I think, all that I say to flow from the fact that I am your child. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day, and God bless.